and welcome back to the What Is Life Dude podcast, everybody. We are your hosts, Eric and Sarah. That was great. That was game show material. I am Jeff Probst. Actually, Jeff Probst doesn't act like that. (laughs) He really doesn't act like that at all on Survivor. Right. Come on in, guys. Mm -hmm. Very casual. (laughs) Very in command. Mm -hmm. Anyway, quick note to our YouTube viewers. We have we want to apologize. The past two weeks, we've had some technical snafus. We are going to keep trying to... We're always filming it. We're having issues with file corruption and such. So hopefully, you'll be seeing us this week. If not, we'll keep digging. Something that's never happened before, and we didn't change anything. Like, we weren't <sighs> trying to film it a different way. Yeah. For some reason, every time we filmed, all the test, like the test shots we did before mm-hmm. filming got saved totally fine and then the long file of the podcast got fucked up so we don't really know why i reinstalled the software and hopefully this time like sarah said it's working Mm -hmm. so it's been weird and right before that started happening we had the audio snafu right so it's been all weird but we're persevering (laughs) and you know we've gotten comments about like oh why isn't there video and i'm like i'm sorry i'm sorry i know i know a lot of you really like it (laughs) so hopefully this is this is on youtube yeah, we're trying, trying yeah. our best. Oh my God, do I try? Anyway, any other logistics? <laughs> I just, I like had no plan to sing there. And I just and like. you didn't have to, didn't. and yet. <laughs> yeah. um, Eric cannot resist a, a harmony opportunity. And it really, it really aids in what we're trying to do musically. I feel like if you were the main character, the protagonist in like an adventure you know yeah. what I mean? Like an adventure film, there would be like some great trial at the end of it and you would have to resist. It would be like you're fighting this demon and he's like singing the most beautiful song and you have to resist harmonizing with him. We, we and have, that's all it takes. We're going to have to <laughs> copyright this idea before Tenacious D steals it to make their second movie. Yeah. Because <laughs> it literally sounds like Tenacious it is, D. It is Tenacious D flavored, isn't it? Flavored. Jables. <laughs> Jobin. Wow. Okay. We're uh, on one already today. Yeah. I'm very caffeinated on account of I didn't sleep at all. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what's going I don't know what's going on here. Yeah. This house is cursed. No, it's not. But our bathroom sink is leaking, apparently, mm-hmm. right before we started filming. I was like, did you spill water <laughs> on the floor? And Sarah was like, no. And we're having a little bit of a leak. But we're going to New York um, on Sunday. It's Tuesday right now. So in a few days, we're leaving for New York for like two weeks. Mm-hmm. um so i'm just gonna ask our landlord to basically f- get everything fixed while we're gone because right we're leaving and you know well la- if you listened last week you know that when they were doing they were redoing the floor in the upstairs uh condo you know they knocked the stuff out of our bathroom ceiling it's all falling apart <laughs> it's just it yeah and that's the pleasure of not owning a home yet yeah we don't that have it's to not our problem pay f- i mean it is our problem well it's our problem it's not our uh, cost yeah uh, yeah. Okay. The only other logistical thing is I'm currently wearing my favorite pair of gym shorts that Sarah bought for me maybe two years ago. They have a huge hole in the crotch area. I'm not sure if this qualifies as logistics. No. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I can only I only wear them in the house and while we're filming this podcast because you can't see it. You can't tell. But I refuse to let go of these shorts. Yeah. They're too comfortable. But you just wanted everyone to be in on the... Uh... The secret. I wanted everyone to know that what's happening. The intrigue. They can't, you know, there's no evidence. Right. But they know. Mm-hmm. They feel it. All right. Okay, what else? Logistics. <laughs> <laughs> 
So Logistics shall we dive quotes. in? Yeah. I, you know, I came into, this is the first episode I've come into with existential thoughts looming in my head in the past couple of weeks. I feel like we've been so busy over the past couple of weeks that I, I don't know, I just feel like we keep um, updating on just things that have happened factually in our lives because we're doing so much. But because I didn't sleep last night, I just have all these weird thoughts floating around. So I'm sure those will come up. Okay. But how's life? Uh, my foot hurts. <laughs> oh. we That's something we didn't talk about talking about on the podcast. Right. Well, I don't want to get too far into, into the foot details. Me neither. Me neither. But Eric and I both, I mean, I talked about how my knees started hurting. I had tendinitis of the knee for weeks because apparently tendonitis takes sometimes weeks to resolve. It was actually very scary. I'm very grateful that I can walk normally again. But Eric started having foot issues at the same time. Eric's law. Eric's law. And his have not resolved yet. So Yeah, they went, they, it got better and better for a while there. And then I don't know exactly what I did, but mm-hmm. I feel we're both going to the doctor tomorrow. We both finally scheduled checkups. <laughs> Because that's a thing, you know, you're supposed to do and we haven't done in like two years probably. When was the last time you got a checkup? I don't remember. A long time ago. So it, it's good timing. I'm going to ask her what is wrong with my foot. And she won't know. Because she's not a physical therapist <laughs> or an orthopedist. You might get lucky. Or a periodontist. Mm-hmm. Right? I yeah. don't know. So uh, I'll, I'll keep you posted. But it hurts and it's annoying. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's okay. That's it. That's all I have to say about, about that. Okay um what's on the list i know you don't like going by the list i don't but i don't know where we should go all right (laughs) well what have we been working on over the past week we've been working on new cover songs we have uh we kind of well it started with it started with wanting to do a cover of the kid Leroy's without you right and, you know, we, we've we kind of gone through this thing before where we're like, let's do a pop song that's like super, super popular right now. I have to say, I was very drawn to the song from the first time I heard it. It like just opens with acoustic, aggressive acoustic guitar. I think it stays acoustic the whole time, right? And just very like gritty vocals. He sounds kind of like Post Malone, a little more edited. I don't Definitely. know. Yeah, so we were like, oh, let's do a cover of that song. And then we started practicing it and recording it. And we were like, wow, this is extremely hard to sing. Yes. And then we were listening back and we're listening back to the original version. And you can kind of hear how much it's edited. You know, so he'll, if there's one really long line that's kind of impossible to sing, he'll just sing half of it and then edit himself in singing the next half of it, which makes it really difficult to accomplish uh, live Mm -hmm. actually singing. Yeah. We we're like, oh yeah, we didn't realize how hard it was to sing, and it's just it became one of those things where we're like, Should it we was even more do this? stress than it was worth. I mean, the whole thing about like building towards a dream is like, yes, there are some things that are always going to be like not your favorite things to do, but you're willing to do it just in the name of getting a little bit closer to your goal. But sometimes you just don't have to do the thing. Like sometimes you don't have to dig in your heels if something is not fun in the moment right because like the whole point of trying to make something you love your career is that you're having fun right Mm -hmm. and if you're not having fun in the process then why are you doing it or if it's a struggle uh believing that the struggle is worth it Mm -hmm. right and for just like a one-off cover song 
You know, like yeah. we, we do covers half because they're fun and half because, you know, it's just more content to be like, hey, look, we're musicians. But, you know, people, when people don't know you as musicians at first, they like to hear you do covers. Mm-hmm. My dad's been telling me this since I was a small child. Yeah. Right. So it's both of those reasons. But when you have a song like that and it's just so laborious and you're like, we're not going to spend like hours and hours and hours in the studio trying to nail this vocal part just for like a quick cover that's going or something that's supposed to be quick going right. on YouTube. It's like, yeah, for our original songs. If there's like, oh, this this is really hard part to sing, but we gotta nail it. Like, yeah, we'll we'll nail it eventually. It's mm-hmm. just not worth it when you're just trying to like kind of bang out songs. Just to, well, uh, we're not trying to bang out songs. Is the thing. I guess but that's I would true. say, I guess what this leads to is that we have we keep on editing our process or our criteria for selecting cover songs because you guys know at first we were trying to select things that were like mainstream popular because the idea was if we're gonna put on YouTube. We want to draw in as many new potential listeners as possible. And then we were kind of like, well, we're making these songs that we don't really feel connected with or we're attempting to. And the entire process is just so like it becomes so unpleasant and contentious even between us that we don't finish it. Like I can't even tell you the number of songs we've like started to record and just gotten like tabled basically. So this led to us going back through our list of songs that Mm -hmm. we've like rehearsed covers yeah. that we've been rehearsing or had been rehearsing a few months ago and we're like hey let's just pick one of these that we really like a lot and do this instead so yeah. we picked uh in the airplane over the sea by neutral milk hotel mm-hmm. and it came together see that's the thing we practiced it so much so yeah. it came together fast and so i guess basically from that experience i love the song i was never I, i've never really listened to any of their other music that's that's the thing I'm like sometimes insecure about is that I've always been there are very few artists whose entire catalogs I know I don't really tend to anymore listen to things listen to full albums like in the age of streaming obviously I did growing up because we had CDs CDs yeah right and I just I'm someone who knows like a little bit from every different artist from lots of different genres and sometimes i feel like a little bit like um imposter you know i know it's not really true because music is meant to be in, you know enjoyed and appreciated by everyone i think um i'm like i'm covering this neutral milk hotel song that is so meaningful and i don't i haven't really dived into the rest of their repertoire but like that's also okay It's okay to just know and love one song by an artist Mm because, like, eventually you'll listen to more of them. I mean, we listened to more of them the other day in the kitchen. Um, Mm -hmm. But, yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, but I I, I think I heard that song for the first time, like, in 2018. I heard that song and New Slang for the first time. I think they, like, I think I must have started listening to some sort of indie song and then just let the Spotify radio function take over. And I ended up with those two songs, which are very much like, right? They're like Holtz hits, right? Yeah, yeah. They're Cult like following. Yeah, like cl- they're classic indie songs. Yeah, both super meaningful, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. I really connected with the lyrics. So I felt a very, I like I felt an obligation to execute them properly whereas like with the kid Leroy it's a pop song not that pop songs can't be meaningful but this one isn't really you know 
Yeah, I mean, it's meaningful to him, and you know, we obviously understand yeah. the meaning. Yeah, it's a bop, but yeah, I didn't yeah. feel quite as like drawn to it, so I I didn't feel too torn up when we decided not to pursue it further. But with Aeroplane Over the Sea, I really, really wanted to see it through. Yeah, and we did. Mm-hmm. So that's what we've been working on, cover-wise. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, we're kind of in that, like... Well, we're leaving for New York in a few days, so what all do we have to get done? Because, mm-hmm. you know, you can do all the editing and stuff on the road, on a laptop, but it's like, what do we have to film and record before we leave that we can do post-production on yeah. while we're gone? Mm-hmm. Uh, can I say one other musical, logistical thing, which I probably should have said at the beginning, about our covers and whatnot? So we will announce this on Instagram and something at some point. So you might already know this by the time you hear this, but... We're going to kind of clean up our Spotify, other streaming platforms um, in in preparation for our first song coming out next Friday, which is cool. So we're going to take down the EP covers volume one that has those five original, co- not original covers. Our first batch of covers. Thank you. And we're going to take down Lover and something. So we're going to take down seven songs just to kind of clear up some space. So if you're an avid listener, streamer of those songs, you can go to our Instagram bio. You can go, you can find where you pre-save our new single. And if you pre-save it, we'll get your email and we'll put you on a list and we will email you a download for all of those covers that we're taking down. Did that make sense? Yes. I kind of didn't prepare to say it. It's fine. And it kind of came out. So if you love the songs, join the mailing list and you'll get an email and you'll have the songs forever. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Boom. Yes. Okay. Just wanted to say that. Okay. What else? <laughs> where does that Where does that take us? I just hate when you throw the ball in my court. Well, that and I'm not prepared because um, I don't know. I feel. Um, yeah. I have so much to say, but my brain feels very fuzzy. F- not fuzzy. Just like there's a lot in there. Overwhelmed. Like if my brain had a sound right now, mm. it would sound like a box with lots of metal parts in it. <laughs> like Just loose shaking around screws loose screws exactly you have a or i guess there's a reason that's a saying like she's got a couple screws loose yeah yeah, yeah that's how it would sound okay yeah. i understand that let's talk about <laughs> the see and now this is why <laughs> i'm not supposed to have the list but mm-hmm. when i don't have the list i can't well, think you of you could make your own list I you could. know <laughs> i can't think of anything else we were going to talk about all right well little anxiety update because we did a couple we did an episode a couple right couple episodes back um where eric kind of opened up about his experience with anxiety and maybe a little too much well i got a lot of nice responses Mm -hmm. and people saying that they it resonated with them yeah and it's really important to talk about these things right Mm -hmm. so how's it been going um the update is that it's been it's been almost normal it's weird when something like that happens like you just start to worry that it's going to happen again for no reason. You know, it's like, yes, that's what I was reading about panic disorder the other day after while we were watching uh, Lars and the real girl, because he kind of had like a panic attack in the movie. Right. So I looked it up and I didn't ever realize that there's a disorder called panic disorder, which is where you, you... don't have that. <laughs> no, I know. But it's but do I not? Because it's about they say it's you're worried about panicking again and that makes you but i think anxious. that you need to have more panic attacks to have panic disorder right 
Yeah. Well, with that being said, I haven't gone anywhere by myself since that happened. I've only gone places with Sarah because I frankly am too scared to. Can't get rid of this guy. But for real, (laughs) you can't. And I'm like, I can't do that forever. Right. You were like, oh, I don't think I'm going to go to the gym today because I have uh, too much work to do. Mm -hmm. And I was like, "Uh, yeah, I'm not going to the gym then. And that's just, it's so unlike me. Mm -hmm. It's so unlike me, but I can't, I don't know how to get rid of it. Right. I think that it'll be fine. I think it will be eventually. I think going to New York and doing the whole traveling thing and whatnot. Being a real human around other people in the real world. I think just going so far out of like what we're normally what we're used to doing right now Mm -hmm. right just like traveling across the country and then driving upstate and then going back to long island like doing Mm -hmm. all these things but together will just make me feel more normal right i mean i feel like sometimes when you are in like a vulnerable position and you're feeling a lot of anxiety or depression it's just really helpful to remind yourself what you have accomplished in the past and you did move to colorado I mean, you had family here, but like on your own, you moved out here, not really knowing like what you were going to do. And that's like, I, what bigger risk is there really to take? Yeah. And that's why, that's why it's so frustrating right now thinking, oh, you remember in 2015 when I flew to Korea by myself to visit my sister Lauren? And I'm like, it's, it's so frustrating because now I'm like, now I'm afraid to go to the gym by myself. It's like five minutes away. And I'm like, how at one point in my life, I flew 14 hours by myself (laughs) to Korea and back. And now I'm like, now I we need something from Home Depot. And I'm like, I don't know if I can go to Home Depot by myself right now. What if I freak? Mm -hmm. What if I freak out? And it's so frustrating (laughs) really is the word because I'm like, this isn't this isn't Eric. Mm -hmm. This is like the opposite of my personality. I'm just kind of like that. Yeah, I'm a I'm a go getter. I get stuff done. I'll right. go to Home Depot. I'll come right back. And now I'm like, I feel paralyzed. Right. See, you know what? This is this is an important, there's an important distinction to make. And one that was really hard for me to make for a long time. I feel like, so I feel like we are going through life and we're coming up against things that kind of trigger us and make us anxious or like we don't enjoy these things, these experiences. And sometimes it's hard to tell whether you're feeling anxious about something because it's genuinely not something you're cut out for. Like it's not even something that you need to make yourself do like, and you're just kind of trying to fit into a specific mold and you're subjecting yourself to a lot of discomfort because you think you need to versus like the kind of anxiety that you know is not, it's keeping you from being the person you know yourself to be or to be capable of being, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I, it's like for me, I have, right, like I said in your episode about your anxiety, like you have more kind of, you've always had more like general kind of like existential anxiety. My anxiety has always been very situational, always tied to, um, well, driving <laughs> and like social situations. And um, where was I going with this? There's just, I, th- my brain is like... There's so many uh, ways to continue the conversation. There's so many yeah. thoughts happening because yeah. I feel like we haven't talked about like mental health as much Mm-mm. in recent episodes. Yeah, it's all been very like, like I said, factual. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's like 
for a long time, I was trying to make myself be like super extroverted because that's really valued in Western culture, I think. And I was putting myself in all these uncomfortable situations. And then I was like, I don't actually have to change myself. Like I only need to subject myself to like that anxiety and bring the anxiety with me through an experience if I actually want to be on the other side of it. And you don't always have to go there. But in this case, like, yeah. it's preventing you from doing the things you want to, to do. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's, it is so strange because you were like, you're like, well, you can't, you're not allowed to have anxiety about driving because I already have, I, have ang- I already have anxiety about driving. And I'm like, see, I'm, I don't get anxious. I'm not anxious about driving, like the act of driving. Well, you're anxious about getting stuck in traffic. I'm, I'm anxious about getting anxious like outside of the house but i think it comes out it came out the first time when you were driving because it's like you're in a box you're in a metal box Mm -hmm. in the middle of other people but not able to communicate with them Mm -hmm. you know and you try to call your dad Mm -hmm. and you're like oh i don't want to burden you with my problems right now right so it's like being in a car is is very isolating right Mm -hmm. you know it's actually interesting now that i'm thinking about it you know, I always talk, oh my God, I'm realizing this live on the podcast, but you know, I always reference the first time I panicked was when I got too stoned. Yeah. But it wasn't. The first time I panicked is when I got a PET scan when I was sick. You know what a PET scan is? Have you, have you seen a CAT scan machine? I, I don't know. I don't know all of the different, there's so many different imaging mm-hmm. technologies and I don't know. Okay, so I've never been able, I've never been allowed to get an MRI because I've had a pacemaker since I was 10 and MRIs, the M stands for magnetic Mm -hmm. and magnets and pacemakers don't work together. Magnets break my pacemaker. I, there would be huge problems if I ever got an MRI. So I've never got one of those, but those are like a tube they slide you in, which just sounds absolutely terrifying. Right. A CAT scan is like a pretty thin circle. Like they put you in, but it's not wide. So like you're kind of half in and half out and only one kind of section of your body is encased in the circle so your head is not like enclosed or is it it's not you're not open okay you're you're being slid through a ring basically so you weren't panicking because of claustrophobia is what you mean to say but i was okay so cat scans are like not that bad but pet scans which are just a more advanced version of imaging for cancer. Okay. They're deeper. It's a deeper ring. So you're oh, more so, enclosed. Right. They're different. Okay. So the first time I got a PET scan when I was sick, I freaked the fuck out. And I don't, I didn't even remember this happening. But Until just now. I didn't. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Like I did remember it because I, I was having that feeling where I was like, oh my God, this, this is the same feeling as being stuck in the CAT scan or the PET scan machine. Mm-hmm. But I never counted it as fr- like a, a freak out, a panic attack, right? Right. Or even just an- having anxiety. Now that I think back of it, back at it, about it, I'm like, you can tell I'm like all hyped up now. Mm-hmm. They started, mm-hmm. they prescribed me Valium every time I got a, an imaging scan. Right. Because I needed to be calm and I couldn't. Yeah. And like, it's just so weird because what I would do is while I was in there, I would just get that like tunnel vision, the shaking and like the just all the panicky symptoms. Mm-hmm. And what I would want to do is crawl out. Right. Which is terrible. They're like, absolutely don't do that because then we have to start over basically. Oh, okay. So like the thought of, okay, you're not allowed to crawl out. You can't do that. 
but also you have to crawl out because this is way too small. Mm -hmm. And I would always envision myself pushing myself out of the thing and just like scan like ripping the IV out of my arm because you know they have to put the contrast in when they do the thing just like ripping it out jumping out and running away okay so how many did you have to do a lot okay and so I I probably got like three or four pet scans and like a dozen cat scans right okay and eventually they started giving me Valium for it and I'm realizing I'm like that's the same feeling that claustrophobic feeling then when I get on airplanes, I feel the same way where I'm like, I can't get out of here. I can't mm-hmm. escape. And it's always that same feeling. Right. But when I'm somewhere like the gym, I'm like, what do I, what am I trying to escape from? Right. Mm-hmm. So, wow. I just realized that's the same feeling. And that's the first time I ever felt it. Well, I mean, I, what if you, I feel like you're going to keep peeling back layers and you're gonna be like, actually the first time I felt it was when I was in the womb. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it was i have to get out really so stuffy small. in there yeah. or you're like oh i was in a mcdonald's play place inside one of the tubes i actually did have a panic attack in one of those and my dad had to come climb through and get me oh and i was tiny wow yeah and he's well, he was not tiny he was a full-grown man <laughs> um that's just your opinion <laughs> <laughs> i've seen photos of him he was a normal-sized man yeah wow that's terrifying yeah yeah so that's it's the same feeling Hmm. Okay, I gotta I gotta think about that a little more. <laughs> Unpack it. Yeah, for real. Okay, well I'm glad that came out. Me too. But so that's the anxiety update Mm-mm. is that basically I've been feeling frustrated that, you know, sometimes I'm like, I can go places by myself, I can do whatever I need to do, and then it comes time to maybe do them and I'm like scared. Right. Well, you know what? I I you know how I like to maybe I'm just delusional, but I feel like the delusion is serving me in this case. When I have brain problems like this, I like to tell myself there's a reason I'm experiencing them, as in there's something I'm going to get out of the experience that I'm either going to be able to write about or relate to someone else about, or it's going to make me develop some new dimension in my personality or something. So sometimes like the way I cope with those things that seem like very inexplicable and frustrating I just kind of like have a brainstorm session with myself and I'm like, if this were happening, like if we're in this simulation and somebody's like programming this experience for me for my own benefit, like what could the motive be? And sometimes it helps. And I've been thinking about that too, because I'm just thinking, well, why is this happening when it's happening? (laughs) Right? Because we haven't, we haven't traveled we haven't done anything since COVID started. I mean, we moved twice, but we like, yeah, I don't know. We've, we've been here in our new house for months and we haven't done any big excursions. And now I'm like, okay, so why is this anxiety thing happening? You know, two weeks before we go on a two week long trip right? where I'm not going to be, you know, by like in, in, in the house, in my home, I'm just going to be bopping around and, oh, we're going to go to all these state parks, upstate New York and mm-hmm. an Airbnb. And we're going to drive up and down and, like all these things that now I'm like, can I do that? You know, three weeks ago, I would I was excited about it. And now, I mean, I'm still excited, but I'm excited in a way where I'm like, well, you got to get over all that shit. Yeah. Because you're doing it no matter what. Mm-hmm. You're not going to cancel your whole trip to New York because you're like a little nervous. Mm-hmm. Right. So I'm like, why is this happening with this timing? What is it trying to tell me? I 
Tell this me. Is, this is just Tell me. this is just conjecture. I honestly feel like we're gonna get there, and you're gonna feel a sense of like going home, and you're gonna be like, oh, this is where I'm from. Yep. Like we're gonna we're visiting the city that the town city question mark where Eric went to college basically. So lived for most of four years. Yeah, and I feel like you're gonna feel like comfy and safe there. Yeah. That's how I feel personally. Yeah. And I mean, this is like kind of annoying to say, but like we're like I'm I'm at least feeling that feeling that we that we were feeling in October, September, whatever of last year where I was like in Colorado wondering why I was in Colorado. We moved to San Diego. We're like, uh, we need to leave here. Not the right choice for us. Where do we go? Where do we go? We're in the middle of a pandemic. Colorado back to Colorado because it's like we never intended to stay here like to plant roots here or anything buy a house here we just needed we we wanted somewhere else to go and you've heard us say this it's just the most familiar place to us yeah and it's comfortable and we know people and we know what it's like we know what to expect here so we're like let's go back there and take a chill pill and continue figuring everything out and we're like yeah we'll be close to our friends again and but we moved further north than we used to live. And yesterday we were talking about like Eric has a cucumber plant and two pepper plants. And we were like, oh, we're going to be gone for two weeks. How are we like? They're going to die. They're going to die. The only people we know up here are our landlords. And our neighbors kind of. I mean, we're friendly yeah. with our neighbors. You are. Yeah. You're, you're the ham. I am. <laughs> oink, oink. Uh, yeah, so we're like, what are we gonna do? And, you know, like Jasmine and Chris just went to LA for a few weeks and they got home and they're posting Instagram stories. Jasmine's yeah. like, yeah, you know, our friend is taking care of our plants. Right. And I'm like, friends. Friends? <laughs> right. I mean, all of our friends, all the people that I talk to, like, on a daily basis are, like, on the internet. And so it's like, we, on the one hand, we were like, oh, this is, like, a safe place to live. Let's go back. Um, just to, like like it's like our place to incubate all of our projects and music and stuff and, and kind of get it off the ground and, and not, it's been working it has but it's like we're like uh we were kind of fooling ourselves thinking that we were going to be like close enough to friends for it to really yeah we've seen count. our friends a few times but yeah. it's hard we live an hour away from boulder yeah so it's like neither us nor our friends want to go drive to see like, we want to see each other but it's like, who's got the fucking time to spend two hours just to hang out? And I mean, to be fair, though, like all the pandemic stuff has just recently lifted. I feel like maybe in California, people are in parts of California, parts of New York, people are still wearing masks and stuff. We're going to be wearing masks at the ho- at a, the doctor's office tomorrow in the airport. So I just feel like being isolated for so long like I think everyone is just a little unused to like seeking out opportunities to hang out and also like a lot of I mean I feel like a lot of our friends are spending a lot of time out in nature like going on hiking and camping stuff which we don't really like because that's what you do during summer so anyway so I feel like I honestly feel like us being situated here in this town that doesn't really feel like our home but is technically like it's not helping the anxiety oh absolutely you're like driving around alone and you're like well i'm in this town that i'd like kind of know certain landmarks Mm -hmm. but are like 
our network of places we go is pretty limited. Yeah, and I was thinking about this while we were watching, I think it was while we were watching Lars and the Real Girl, but <laughs> it takes place in like a small town in Wisconsin. And I was thinking like, wow, like I would, I would just feel so weird to live in like a small town in the middle of nowhere. And then I got that. I mean, I don't know if this feeling is unique to me and I don't really know how to explain it, but I had that like zoom out, like mm-hmm. when you zoom out on Google Maps and like right. a, like a, a, a pin drop on where I am. And I'm like, bro, you are in the middle of nowhere all the time. Everywhere is the middle of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Everything is nothing and everything at the same time. Right. Like there's no town that's like New York City is in the middle of nowhere also. It's just huge and populated. And like Fort Collins is the same way. Yeah. It's like, and I'm like, yeah, that must have something to do with my anxiety as I feel like kind of maybe stuck. Stuck is always the feeling. That on comes. Earth? <laughs> yeah, I feel stuck on the planet. Right. right. And maybe that's why you like uh, astronaut flicks so much. And it's funny, <laughs> I was, I was, I finished um, that book, Project Hail Mary, that was recommended to me, and I absolutely loved it. You really did? If you're into like weird sci-fi stuff that's like <laughs> pseudo-realistic, you should go mm-hmm. read that or listen to it. Yeah. Um, but he's like alone in space the whole time, and I'm like, uh, that's... How is, he, how is he not freaking out the whole time? Because that guy only writes psychopathic main characters. <laughs> Extremely smart. Yeah. Like, it's somehow exceptionally witty despite being psychopathic. I think <laughs> I think his characters are just who Andy Weir wants to be. Well, that's weird. Yeah. That's weird. That's weird. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. I Yeah. I'm glad we, we touched on all those things. Yeah. Um, speaking of upstate New York... Another reason we're really excited to go is because, okay, <laughs> I've always said I wouldn't move back to New York, but uh, I definitely would never move back to Long Island. I don't think I would live in New York City. Just watch, like, five years from now, we're like, mm, I think we got to move back to Long Island. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we're moving to... Uh, I can't even think of a town. I couldn't even think of a town on Long Island. We just buy your old, your childhood house. I mean, <laughs> let me just say, uh, one of my sisters is, wait, um, okay, I don't know if that's, never mind. Um, I never know with my family what we're allowed to, to divulge. Right. So just gonna, just gonna gloss on by that. <laughs> okay. Uh, but we've been thinking, you know, when we were moving from San Diego, we were considering the Pacific Northwest. Mm-hmm. We were like, well, what's like the Pacific Northwest? And I was like, uh, upstate New York, kinda. kind of. <laughs> I mean, it's colder in upstate New York and it snows. Um, But yeah, I don't know. It's just kind of as we're driving through and spending time in Ithaca, Mm -hmm. just be kind of thinking, oh, what is this like? Right. I mean, I've lived there, so I I know what it's like in the non-summertime. Yeah. But it's just, I don't know. It's just, I really miss the moisture and the humidity from California. Mm -hmm. It is so dry here. Yeah, I mean, that's not really the main reason. I don't know. I feel like there's just, there's this eternal hole in my soul. And I'm always like, where do I belong? Where do I belong? I don't know if I'll ever find a place that I really like connect to on a soul level. But it's not here. That's what I know. And I don't, I don't think it ever really hurts to to be adventurous. Like we're young still. And I don't know, moving to a new place seems fun. It's not imminent yeah. or anything. We're not committed or anything, but no. it's definitely something we're thinking about. Yeah. So if you live in upstate New York and uh, want to 
share your experience and opinions. And just to clarify, when we say upstate New York, because I posted on Instagram, oh, if you live in upstate New York, give us recommendations. And people are like, upstate New York is huge. What do you mean? Mm -hmm. So basically, I mean, I feel like Ithaca, just because I went to school there and I know the town very well, that's the furthest from like New York City we'd move. Didn't you say like the city planner or something, the designer of Ithaca designed Boulder too? Mm -hmm. And Burlington, Vermont. Right. Yeah. We love Boulder. Mm -hmm. Too expensive, though. It is, yeah. And it's just um, it's too much. It's really nice. Yeah. It's just too much. There are a lot of people there. Mm -hmm. Like a lot of people there for a very small area. Mm -hmm. Ithaca is just like a mini mini boulder, which is why I wanted to go to school there. Um, So if you live in upstate, just know we're we're referencing kind of, I don't know, Hudson Valley. Listen, I love my family. I don't want to be more than like two hours from them. Or sorry, I don't want to be... Less, less than two, <laughs> two, yeah, two hours from them. Um, yeah. So love you guys, but you know the drill. So just kind of... I swear to God, you're going to spend more time visiting them than you think if we end up moving there. I mean, are like, we'll, you know, I think I'll see them, you know, twice a year. And I'm like, you're going to just go see, watch like every single weekend Mets game <laughs> with your dad. I'm like, bye. <laughs> yeah. Not if we live in Ithaca. I'm not uh, doing a five hour drive every weekend. Never say never. Never say never. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, all right. Though, you know, it would be cool if we lived in Ithaca. We could go see the Syracuse Mets play. They're only like wow. an hour from Ithaca. That's the AAA affiliate of the Mets since their highest ranking minor league team. Right. Yeah. I would take you. You'd like it. Mm-hmm. You'd like it. Yeah. Right. Okay. So that's what that's what we're thinking. I don't know. It's like it's the same vibe as the PNW. It's right. like a lot of forests and greenery and... I don't know. I mean, I wanted to grow the cucumbers here and everything's just like dying because it's so fucking hot and the air quality is so bad. It's terrible here. Mm -hmm. Well, it's okay. Okay. (laughs) It's so funny to like have this chronicle of our lives out there that's like told from our perspective, which is constantly changing. Mm -hmm. And just to like go back on all the things we said And on the one hand, I feel like a little self-conscious about it, but also I think it's important to, I don't know, show that we are changing and sometimes we're wrong or sometimes it's okay to like make a mistake and then just reevaluate. Yes, absolutely. And it's important for, it's important because people need to know that not everyone has to grow up and get a quote-unquote real job and buy a house in one place and never Mm -hmm. move yeah and just live i mean it's great if you do that it's great Mm -hmm. if you do that but i know there are a lot of people like us who aren't doing that and are like yeah we're we're working but we're trying to make our dreams come true and we don't know where the fuck we want to live or settle down or buy a house or do for work if you've been you know following me like i'm just up and down and up and down with like my relationship with my job Mm -hmm. and music and it's just crazy and it's really hard but it's yeah. okay you know I, I i i was talking to my dad so i i think in the last episode i was saying how i had to go bring my car in to get looked at um so i did and <laughs> i drive a 2008 toyota rav4 so toyotas are very great cars but 2008 is almost 15 years ago and it's just you know stuff just gets old and you got to replace it so last year as i've told on the podcast i ran over a, a bolt and they had to replace all four of my tires, which sucked. 
So then I brought it in. But you had replaced a, a singular tire like two years prior. Yeah. Way, yeah. way too often. Yeah. Um, but basically, I brought it in and they were like, yeah, this is wrong. And also your brakes and the your rear or your front brakes are shot and, you know. You, Just many things. You got to fix a bunch of stuff. So if you had gotten all all of the things that were on that list fixed, mm-hmm. how much would it have cost? Uh, $2,000. Yeah. Yeah. So I <laughs> went I went with the... Um, Tell me the safety hazards and I'll fix those. Because they were like, yeah, your shock absorbers are whatever. And, you know, it's going to be less comfortable to drive on the highway. And I'm like, I don't care. I just (laughs) want my car to be safe and I want it to work. And then I can sell it eventually. So, it, you know, I took the cheaper option, but my car is not a safety hazard anymore. But Mm -hmm. I was texting with my dad about it. And I'm like, it just sucks. Like having to spend all this money on this car right now. Because I don't even drive it that much. We drive Sarah's car a lot because it's... Tiny and fuel efficient. Tiny, fuel efficient, and newer, right? Yeah. So he was like, yeah, I know, that sucks. And welcome to being an adult. And I'm like, I'm like, and I I know I could, I could go get a normal job mm-hmm. at any time. And he's like, but, you know, once you're like a successful, famous musician, none of, this <laughs> will, none of this will matter. Sure. And I'm like, thank you. And he's, I don't know. My family's just always very supportive of mine. And now yours, because our dream is the same we're doing the music dream together (laughs) they're just very supportive of us living our unconventional lifestyle Mm -hmm. in in hopes of making it you know Mm -hmm. so that's always nice and if you're out there and you're doing the same thing we are in support of your dreams right because that's all we got that's Mm -hmm. all we got in life i just wanted to share like a only tangentially related little anecdote I'm going to listen to you and turn the air conditioning on because it never came on. Okay. Okay. Life. Okay. So this is, this came to mind because Eric was talking about his car issues. So, and then coupled with his anxiety issues, right? So basically this tire shop that he was getting serviced at is like 10, 10, max 10 minutes, like seven minutes really away from our house. And he's like, I don't want to go alone. Can you, can you come with me? And I was like, fine. So I went with him dropped off his car and then when when he came time for him to pick it back up i went to uh drop him off there right i took my car i drove home i was like do you want me to wait and like follow you home because this is the first time you're driving alone and i was like no i can do it i was like go home (laughs) go home and i'll handle it i will right deep breaths it's fine yeah it was a it was a good little test yeah so I drive home, I like look at my, my watch, I'm like, okay, okay. And I'm like, just looking out our, our uh, sliding glass door, which looks out onto the street and our parking, and I'm just like waiting for him to get back, and I'm expecting you to be like, right behind next you, next five minutes after me. And like 10, 15 minutes passes, and I'm like, getting mildly concerned, because Eric had expressed like fear that he was going to have a panic attack, like in traffic. And so like, all of those and i'm like i'm like traumatized from like my car accident back in like 20 what 2014 2015 and also my bike accident so like just things on wheels you know they they scare me so i was having all of these like visions of you like crashing and like just like getting a phone call and then like, you come rolling back in and i'm like where were you? <laughs> I wasn't crying. No, I was like, uh, are you okay? How was it? Uh, and then she was basically like, did you have a panic attack? Is that why you took so long? Like, where did you have to pull over and like 
breathe into a paper bag or something. And I was like... No, I was uh, having just like a really great conversation about like music with my new friend, Rich. Ron, Jared, Rich. Ron. <laughs> Did you say <laughs> Ron? Yeah. Rich. I say Ron, Jess. Jess. James. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was basically like, yeah, I was just, I was just chatting with him. We were talking about stuff. He's like, oh, what do you guys do for work? And I was like, oh, check out our, check out our band, pre-save our new single. <laughs> I'm like hamming it up, like promoting ourselves. Yeah. And you were worried that, that you something were terrible happened. Murked. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's fine. It is funny though. It's great. Yeah. I'm glad. I'm glad it was a an okay experience for you. <laughs> yep. Yeah. I yeah. mean, it's gonna be okay. And you know, we'll learn. I will learn from it, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. What it remains to be seen. Don't give me that face. <laughs> <laughs> Eric makes a lot of faces that really disturb me on a soul level. <laughs> I do. We don't need to demonstrate them now, but Eric likes to just that one. just traumatize me with those. Yeah. It's funny because my dad, my dad does some faces that traumatize. The pig man? The pig face. man. <laughs> Is that what it's called? <laughs> You're the, laughing like that wasn't the one you had in mind. Are no, there more? <laughs> I just didn't realize you were so aware of that. And I just, I really hope they watch this episode. I don't think my family, I don't think my dad and my stepmom listen to it unless there's a video on YouTube. Mm -hmm. So hopefully this video actually comes out so they can watch it and hear you reference the (laughs) pig man. Well, I just remember we like we visited them the last time, which honestly feels like I just can't believe. Yeah. And we were eating like Chinese takeout outside on their beautiful uh, backyard. And like for some reason, the pig man came up. And you were like, we're trying to get him to do it, but Claudia hates it. And so you, it was like he had to choose between like... Making know. making me laugh and potential divorce. <laughs> I mean, Claudia really, like really... She's like, honey, honey, no, honey, 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 honey. <laughs> Am I right? Yeah. <laughs> she like gets so distraught. Well, Eric won out, but... Yep, I did. So I got to see that. It's horrifying. <laughs> um... I can't wait till the babies see the pig man face for the first time. Oh, my God. We get to see my two, what are they? Nieces. Mm-hmm. My two nieces. Wow, I'm so excited to squish their little baby faces. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be fun. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so when it comes to the podcast, while we're gone, we actually haven't really figured it out. Yeah. I wanted to give an update, and then I realized we didn't really even have a game plan. Yeah. I don't know what we're going to do. We might try to record an extra episode here. Yeah. Just so... It's just been a little different because if you listen to every episode of the podcast, you know that we we haven't really been picking topics as much as we've just been talking about our lives in the moment. Mm-hmm. So we'll kind of have to pick something to talk about that, right. you know, isn't relevant to right this second. Yeah. So it can come out next week or something, but... It's so funny to, like... We're, I, I don't know. I feel like you can definitely tell the weeks that we have like more energy versus like we're just a little stressed or like not, n- not, not inspired, but not ready to really like try to make some deep conversation out of all the stuff we've been doing. Mm-hmm. And it's like, this is a little, a little bit of a manic episode. And I always, I yeah. always like my like manic self, I think. Yeah. I mean, I like it too. Fun I, times. Yeah. I like the minor chaos Yeah, when it works. Sometimes it's this chaotic and we're like, what are we even doing? <laughs> but sometimes it's chaotic and it flows into, uh, right. into everything. 
Um, so other quick little updates. I've started working on my blog more because Sarah's been working on her blog. And I kind of, it just seems, I mean, she's working hard on it, so it seems stressful. But just the the idea of like being able to write about all these like music production and recording things I know to go along with the TikToks I'm making. I'm like, that's, that's cool. I can do like a little TikTok about it, mm-hmm. about a topic, and then write like a more detailed blog post about it. Right. And so I've been working on that. And I kind of, I didn't redesign my website, but I touched it up. So it looks a little nicer. Right. And do you want to talk about reaction videos real quick? Sure. You down for that? Sure. Okay. Last summer, we did a few reaction videos on our Cute Threat YouTube channel. And we've been talking about ways we can kind of wake up our YouTube channel again. Okay. Well, also just to give context, if you're not familiar, I think this is like a really popular new format. Uh, It's like trendy now on YouTube to just react to things. So it's like musicians react to this live performance by this artist or this music video or, you know, I feel like it's so popular that Bo Burnham spoofed it in his latest uh, Yeah, yeah. And special. now people are reacting to his reaction to his reaction, his fake <laughs> reaction video in the special. That was a highlight. Uh, yeah. So go ahead. Uh, yeah. So last year we were like, what's popular to react to? So we saw, um, we saw our, I was going to say our friend, but she's, we're not, neither of us are friends with her, but she's like a contemporary vegan YouTuber, Cami Petten. That's not vegan food. Isn't her thing anymore, but that's how she started. Right. Mm-hmm. So we've seen her, as she, you know, transitions into more of a musical career, doing reaction videos to like BTS and Blackpink, these Korean pop is yeah. like this insane thing right now. So, so much popular. fandom. We were like, oh, we should do that. So we mm-hmm. did a few last year, and like just so many views. And I'm talking like three hundred thousand views without cross promoting it on any of our other platforms, really. Just like natural YouTube recommending it to people. Yeah, and. That's some loyal following. It's crazy. Yeah. And then we've t- we talked about it last year, I think, but we just kind of got like, you know, those fandoms are known for being a little touchy and yeah. known a little sensitive about the boys and girls in their groups yes. that they follow. So if you say anything like remotely negative, they kind of attack you for it. Right. And we just kind of got this weird like, uh, do we want to do are that? Are we in a cult? <laughs> right, right. Yeah. But now we're kind of thinking about it again. We're like, well, now that we have music coming out, like it could be cool to just get some more views on stuff like that. Mm. So we were kind of brainstorming this morning and talking about K-pop groups and also non-K-pop groups that we can do reaction videos to. And I just feel excited about doing it. Right. And I think it's because we have original music to promote now. Yeah. And not just covers and whatnot. Also, I think like our approach to those types of videos will be a little bit different. Like I didn't, I didn't feel like quite as connected to like musicianship at the time. And I felt like a lot of what I was reacting to is more the aesthetic of the music videos than the actual music. And I feel like now you and I have kind of carved out our different roles as we're creating music and that can come through in our dissection of other people's music and we can branch out and do different genres And I feel like, I mean, I'm glad that we, like, are doing those reaction videos was our introduction to K-pop and BTS, which I'm glad that I had because it's not really like anything that is happening, you know, 
in America right now. Yeah. It's like so different. Yeah. 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 So I'm just, I'm excited to get that rolling again. Just because yep. for some reason it sounds much more fun mm-hmm. than it did last year. Right. Yeah. Isn't that funny? Like, it's just as you grow and like learn more about yourself, like your opinions about different activities change and like about what you're willing to do. So it's like you and I have both done this, just trying to figure out exactly what space we want to occupy, like on YouTube or and social media, um, and trying on so many different, you know, personas, I guess. And you're like, I don't really want to write. I think I want to make these types of YouTube videos. And then you're like, mm, I didn't really feel like, I feel like there's this comfortable place. And once you like make something that feels really authentic to that, it's like, ah, like it feels good. But it's hard to know until you, you've, I don't know. You just have to try on so many different things. And so it's like now having made some instructional YouTube videos in the past and coming back to like the idea of maybe educating like in a more formal way, like writing about it on your blog. Now you're like kind of prepared to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas, I don't know, you had to try on different things before you. It takes just takes a lot of trial and error yeah. in anything to figure out what's the perfect move for you. Yeah. Right. I mean, I, that's what I've been going through lately. Like I've, a couple of months ago, like like right before we left San Diego, I like made this, it was like an unofficial kind of like announcement. I was just ranting in my Instagram stories and I was like, I have tried to make the food blogger thing work and it's just not me, right? It's not working. And now months later, I find myself really enjoying the food blogging again, but like the pure blogging aspect of it as in writing recipes, publishing to my website, photographing some recipe development And I'm like, oh, the reason why I was so averse to that, like it made me feel so icky was because I've always told myself YouTube has to be my primary thing because it's always been my primary um, income source, I guess, for the past few years. And I thought like I can't be a food blogger if I'm not continuing to produce for YouTube. And now I'm seeing like it's the whole expanders idea that we haven't really touched on in a long time, but like it's definitely possible to make a full-time living and a really good full-time living just making written content online if you're doing it properly and really going all in. And I'm like, oh, I don't, like, for the time being, like, I'll make the type of YouTube content that doesn't take too much energy from me, that makes me happy. And um, I'll, like, dig a little bit deeper into this aspect of my job that I really do like. So it's like, sometimes when you want to distance yourself from a specific, like, I don't know, title or job or I don't know, activity. Like sometimes you just need to tweak it a little bit and ask yourself like what what you think you can't uh let go of that you're making yourself do. I don't know. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And for me it's just like we were talking about just trying just trying new things and like is this what I want to be doing? Mm-hmm. You know, and just making a few instructional informative TikToks about music production. You know, like I made, I made a one minute TikTok about which like different kinds of headphones to use in your home studio and it got like 3000 views and I'm like, mm-hmm. what? And a bunch of comments. I'm like, oh, people, oh, people care and like it. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, I got to keep doing that. And then that led to the blog thing. Cause I'm like, it's not enough. I can't put enough information in there. Mm-hmm. Right. Huh. We, okay. ha- we have a grid on our screen now. 
Oh. That's interesting. Never seen that before. All right. Well, <laughs> I feel like I have to scoot down so you can see my face. Yeah. Well, I guess just to wrap it up, um, I just, I think what's interesting is that both of us are kind of transitioning to making content that is more focused on educating people, like creating value for people. I, I've struggled with YouTube because I feel like the platform is so fast paced and the algorithm is so like just exacting. It's like sometimes you can't really, you know, if you're thinking about making a living, you can't really put as much time into things as you'd like to, to polish them and make sure that they're, you know, as high quality and useful to other people as you want. Cause like things aren't really evergreen on YouTube. Usually, like usually you get views for the first week, maybe two weeks if you're lucky. And then you get some residual views, but, um, but, but like blogging is just different. Like you can write a really good, like well-structured detailed, thorough blog post and like keep coming back to it year after year, editing it, making it, keeping it relevant and it can keep helping people. And like, there's something about that that is like really just satisfying and also knowing that like me like me running a recipe blog i know that people visiting my blog are looking for recipes that will help them achieve a specific outcome whereas like you don't really know always people's motives on youtube like sometimes they just want to be entertained and you're like well am i trying to teach you am i trying to entertain you am i trying to make you laugh am i trying to make you calm am i just trying to create like a pleasant visual experience and it's like it's hard to know i don't know yeah yeah i think that's a good thing to uh take note of yes yeah moving forward Mm -hmm. forward are you uh extremely disturbed by the grid i feel like you are i'm not disturbed i'm just so i don't know why it came on the screen i wonder did you see it like flash on no, but I looked over and it was there. If you don't know, mm-hmm. if you're just listening, where you know we monitor our camera and it just pulls the feed from the camera, so mm-hmm. we're seeing a grid. On I wonder our playback. if it's been on here the entire time though, and we just didn't notice it. No, I would have noticed. Okay. Oh yeah, I would have noticed. Okay. Well, I, it's we, and this is this is what happens when you make everything by yourself. Mm-hmm. We don't have a, an assistant that right. can like fix this. Right. So sorry. Well. Maybe we should wrap up just in case anything else goes haywire. Yeah. God, I really, I say this, I've said this for the last three weeks, but I really hope the video works this time. Yeah. I have a feeling it's going to. I, I think so. Though I think I said that last time. I'm hopeful. Okay, me too. Uh, last thing before we wrap up, I know we mentioned this, but if you want to hear our new song, if you're a Spotify user, if you want it to pop into your library, you can pre-save it now. It comes out on Friday, July 23rd. And if you pre-save it, we will put you on a list and we will email you uh, a download of Covers Volume 1 and the Lover slash something cover split. Mm-hmm. Um, you can go to the link in our bio on Instagram and I'll put the link in the description too for that. So we would really appreciate it. It helps us and we love you. Mm-hmm. And we cannot wait for you to hear our first song. And with that being said, we'll talk <laughs> to you next week, probably from New York um is there anything else you want to say Mm-mm. all right well then it's time for our supporter shout out hi guys we're pausing this conversation for a few moments to give a big thank you to our supporters these are our listeners who make a monthly contribution through anchor which is our hosting platform 
If you'd like to become a supporter as well, you can visit anchor.fm slash whatislifedude and click on the support button. And if you enjoy the show, another great way to support us is by giving us a positive rating and a review on iTunes. Just takes a few moments and it helps new listeners find the podcast so we can continue to grow our community. So thank you so much to everyone who supports us in one way or another. This podcast wouldn't exist without you guys. So without further ado, shout out to our anchor supporters, Inga, Mel, Morgan, Jennifer, Scotty, Glenn, Kevin, Jessica, Marie, Nina, Izzy, Reem, Alexis, Annalise, Nadia, Merv, Nicole, Teresa, Kelsey, Anna, Megan, Samantha, Dylan, and Sarah.